9.35 now, 25 till 10. Gene Kritsky joins us, Professor Emeritus of Biology at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati and author of A Tale of Two Broods. Good morning, Professor. How are you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm okay, sir. Tell me about the book. The book is a, uh, uh, well, I'm a frustrated historian. So this is a book about the history of the two broods that are emerging this year, including uh, Brood 19, which is emerging in northern uh, uh, Louisiana. And uh, periodical scales are bugs of history. And we've got records going back uh, for Brood 19 to 1803. Um, Tell me what's happening with these cicadas. Well, what's really exciting for this year is we have two different broods emerging in the same year. We have brood 19, which is emerging in the southern states, and <clears throat> excuse me, and brood uh, 13, which is emerging in Illinois, northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, northeastern Iowa, northwestern Indiana. And the last time these two specific broods emerged during the same year was in 1803, when Thomas Jefferson was president of the United States. Really? And did they did anything happen? Well, we uh, our records that we have from that time are rather, rather sparse. We know they definitely came out in uh, in uh, northern northwestern Arkansas, and uh, that's the only first person account that we have in the historical record. But uh, uh, as far as we know, they did they did emerge over through the rest of the states, and they occur about in fifteen states right now in the southern United States. And uh, then uh, uh, the other brood will occur in those four up in the uh, Illinois area. And uh, what's exciting for this year is there is a very narrow band of potential overlap between the two. And so uh, we're uh, going to be focusing in part on, on what's going on that, in that area in central Illinois. Well, what is a cicada? Maybe we should take a step back and talk about that for people that don't know. Sure. Cicadas are, are sucking insects. They uh, are closely related to things like uh, aphids and leafhoppers and things like that. And uh, we get them every year in the late summers, in the uh, dog days of summer and, and uh, early fall. Uh, but uh, the periodical skaters are, are rather unique to the eastern United States. They have uh, uh, black bodies, red eyes, uh, wings uh, that uh, the wing veins are tinged in orange, and they come out of massive numbers once every uh, 17 or 13 years, depending on the brood. And uh, they do that as a survival mechanism to overwhelm all the birds, dogs, cats, squirrels, whatever that can eat them. And they eat their fill. They get sick of them. (laughs) And then there's still millions of cicadas left. And then by the uh, uh, end of uh, June, they're gone. So is this like the thing, like a locust, same as a locust or not? It is not. They, uh, the, although they were confused for loca, uh, locusts when uh, they were first described, uh, these were things were first uh, uh, seen by the pilgrims in 1634. Uh, but uh, by 1715, we, the English-speaking uh, people in the, US, in the new, newly formed United States were calling them locusts because they couldn't make sense of what these things were doing. They came out of big numbers. Uh, the indigenous populations ate them. So did John the Baptist. He also ate locusts. <laughs> and they come up big numbers, just like the locust plagues of Egypt. And so that name stuck for a couple centuries of what these insects were. And it was uh, Linnaeus, uh, the Swedish uh, uh, scientist, who realized they were cicadas and named uh, the first species. So what, what, how are they different than a locust, what, what, just in terms of well, genus and species oh, and all of that? Oh, uh, that's a great question. Uh, it turns out locusts are grasshoppers. And they have jumping hind legs, and there are locusts, for example, in Africa. We have these uh, periodic uh, uh, locust plagues where they come and devour everything in their, in their, in 
their path. Cicadas do not have jumping hind legs. They've got membranous wings. They're sucking insects, not chewing insects. And uh, uh, they are very different in appearance. Uh, but uh, in the uh, uh, early U.S., uh, that's when the, uh, uh, the name locust sort of stuck. And throughout the 19th century, there are newspaper accounts which point out that, that these are not the same locusts from Exodus that plagued the Egyptians. And then they go on to describe the cicadas. So these are the things that, and I've noticed the, um, I guess the shell or exoskeleton of where it used to be, and, and I'll find them stuck to the columns of my home and so forth? That's right. Very good. Uh, they, they, uh, what they will be doing this year is uh, in uh, uh, late April, early May, uh, the nymphs will start emerging. They find a, a vertical surface. They lock their legs in. Then the adult pulls out of that shell the, uh, to transform to the adult, expand the wings. They go to the top of the trees. The shells remain behind as essentially ghostly reminders of that they were there. Um. When you said late late summer, is that what we hear? That um, I don't even know how to describe the noise. Like a, not a cricket, but like a it's wave like, of noise like almost. A, like like a. Yeah. Those are cicadas, but those are cicadas, but they're not periodical cicadas. Those cicadas come out every year, and, and what's interesting is we do not know how long their life cycle is because we don't we can't because they come out every year. We don't know when they, how long they have to be underground before they can emerge. So, but because they're annual in their adult appearance, they're called annual cicadas. Uh, sometimes dog day cicadas because they come out late summer. But uh, the periodical cicadas come out earlier. They'll start coming out in late April, early May, and uh, they'll be gone by usually by the time the the periodical cicadas have laid, made it and laid their eggs, they die. Then you start seeing the first annual cicadas coming out. What got our attention about this, I see a quote here from a CNN story that says the, the month-and-a-half period will be jam-packed with loud singing, mating, and then dying like the most macabre Mardi Gras that you've ever seen. So we'll pick it up here when we come back. I don't know if this will be a biblical proportions or not, but we're talking about uh, uh, billions of cicadas uh, are said to appear in a double a rare double brood emergence, and the last time this happened was 1803, Professor, is that right, when Thomas Jefferson that was is, president? That is correct. The last time these two specific broods emerged was in 1803, together, it was in 1803. And is there anything we have to worry about? We'll talk about that when we come back. Is, is, is a, are we going to be running into them with cars that are smashing all over the windshield or a traffic hazard or what? I found this an interesting uh, feature of nature that's going to happen. And hell, if it ha didn't happen since 1803, as we're talking about, Tommy Tucker, glad you're with us. Back in a flash, WWL. 947, 13 till 10, talking to Gene Kritsky, professor emeritus of biology at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati, author of A Tale of Two Broods in a Couple of Months. Let me read from the story here. They will dig their way out from underground, red eyes shining, deafening song filling the air. It'll be a confluence of creatures, the likes of which hasn't been seen since Thomas Jefferson was president and won't happen again until 2245. It's a rare emergence of insects, some referring to as cicada apocalypse, but... It's not going to, I mean, there's nothing to worry about here, right, Professor? Not at all. In fact, uh, the, uh, the overlap zone where, the, where people are expecting lots of num uh, big numbers is not that large. But these periodical skaters come out once every 17 or 13 years in various parts of the eastern U.S., and um, they can be quite uh, 
uh, noisy and uh, and intense. Uh, the largest, uh, the loudest I've ever measured was 96 decibels. Really? Uh, and uh, that's enough to drown out jets flying overhead. So, like, are you talking about like skies being darkened with these things, or just uh, like something like love bugs or whatever they call them, mayflies, and they're smashing all over windshields, or what? Well, they're not likely to smash over your windshield, though I'm sure some do hit cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to they, they, they hang around trees, wooded areas primarily. Uh, the, uh, uh, they're, they're clumsy flyers, and uh, the males, of course, are singing to attract the female, and they gather in these big chorusing centers, and uh, uh, that brings the female in. The, 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 the mating process takes place, and then they, she lays her eggs, and then they all die. And then the eggs hatch about uh, uh, six to eight weeks later. And they're, as soon as the eggs hatch, the nymphs fall to the ground, and they're gone. You can't, they're, they're underground within 30 seconds in most cases. And uh, then you forget about them for the next, uh, in, in the case of uh, people in the South, 13 years. But what, what, what are they doing between all that time? I'm, I'm trying to understand this. So what happens in those 13 years in between? They are uh, sucking on tree roots. They, as soon as they drop to the ground, they feed on grass roots for the first few weeks, and by the first of the year, they'll be between 8 and 12 inches below the surface, sucking on a tree root. And they'll be doing that for the next uh, uh, 17 or 13 years, depending on which brood you have. You have 13-year brood 19 in Louisiana. Uh, and uh, so, that, and they don't harm the trees. You can, you, where, where they're really dense, uh, you can't tell if trees have cicadas underneath them or not, unless you go look for the healed egg nest in the tree branches. Do they come up for air, or do they just live under there? They just live under there, and they're not really, they're, they're, they're active, but not speedily active, because it's about 56 degrees Fahrenheit, it's cool, it's cool, their ectothermics and their behavior depends on temperature, and they just hang around like that, growing, sucking on tree roots, growing slowly, and then uh, emerging during their, uh, uh, their 13th uh, or 17th year. So they're under there the whole time, even though we can't see them? Correct. I, I actually go out and dig them up in the off years, so I can make sure they're doing all right, but uh, they're there. How do they and, feel about and, that? I have never been able to get them to answer my questions, yeah. but uh, they, uh, uh, that's what they do. It's their, li- their life cycle. It seems like lonely, lonely little fellas just, you know, leave me alone. It's not like me on a weekend. Just leave me alone. I'm, I'm down here sucking well, on a true root. Don't, root don't, don't call me. Don't bother me. You create, well, how did you right. get so fascinated in these things? Well, as I, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat of a frustrated historian. When I first learned about these in college, I, I, I thought I could use the tools of history, uh, in addition to the scientific method, to study more about their patterns of emergence. And so while working on my Ph.D., I started collecting historical records and ended up with about 7,000 records, which I then was putting into computer programs and, and looking at patterns of how they emerge and where they've been reported and so on. And you created and that, an that's app. What it, go ahead. Yes, yeah, so, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say. Uh, you, uh, I'm sorry. You're, you're, the app that you're, you're bringing up yeah. uh, uh, is Cicada Safari, and uh, it's very important to, uh, in helping us map out where the periodical cicadas have emerged. And we, we, we launched it for brood uh, uh, eight and nine. We tested on those two broods. Brood 10 was the big one from 2021, where we had over 200,000 people download the app and we received over half a million photographs of cicadas. And that's what I'm hoping that your listeners will be able to help us with. Uh, Louisiana has historical records of brood 19, but nothing recent. And uh, the, the historical records are from uh, uh, Cato, Bossier, Webster, uh, Claiborne uh, and Morehouse counties of the north, 
uh, along the uh, Arkansas border. And there's even one historic record from uh, extreme north uh, eastern Washington County. And it'd be great if your listeners would uh, download the app. It's free. Uh, we don't share any data with anybody. Uh, we're just told all we want to do is map out the cicadas and where they are. And uh, what you do is you uh, uh, see a periodical cicada. And if you're not sure, go ahead and take that, uh, take a picture of that, uh, of that insect as well. It's uh, examined by my by colleagues, uh, parataxonomists, who uh, identify cicadas. And if it's a valid cicada, it goes live on a map so people can monitor where the cicadas are emerging at any one time. A couple of quick questions. Are those, this text says, big black ones about an inch long, spooky but beautiful. They're not talking about, to be clear, these are not these big black crickets or grasshoppers or whatever, right? Correct. Yes, these are, these are, very, these, these are much like the dog day cicadas that we see in the fall. Uh, they have uh, uh, nice red eyes, which are quite striking, of course. And uh, uh, the, 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 if you've got them, you can hear them. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it, 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 I was surprised that they were originally confused for locusts back in the, uh, in the uh, 18th century. And indeed, when that was proposed to the Royal Society in London, the society uh, wrote back to the band that wrote them uh, about these insects, says, you've confused uh, cicadas and locusts. And he didn't believe them. And so they arranged for Egyptian locusts to be sent from Cairo to Boston in the 1730s. And they got there, which blows my mind. And uh, he admitted that, indeed, they were not locusts. They were truly cicadas. I know we got to go. Let me read a couple of texts because this sounds like the stuff you're interested in. Hey, Tommy, in 1983, 82, working at Ormond Country Club, Destrahan turned from Airline Highway to Ormond Boulevard. Roadway was totally covered with them and anywhere from two to four inches long. And as I was driving down the road, the car tires were, well, unfortunately, crushing these things. Orange, red, black, and crunchy. Never seen anything exact in like that in their life but that's exactly what you're describing professor uh to a certain extent although i'm not uh when you said they were on the road they will be they, you do see them crushed on the highways uh, but unlike the uh, uh the mormon crickets for example out west and other other grasshoppers uh, they tend not to walk across the road like the others th- those insects do but and, they come out in big numbers and then somebody else said um I got off our flatboat in the spillway, small island, about 20 years ago. Couldn't walk without crunching them under my feet. They come out of the swamp and crawl across St. Rose Avenue, where I live. That makes sense? Well, uh, they don't really like swampy lands, per se. They, they, uh, they might have been, that might have been some other insect. Uh, these, these guys are, are unique to the uh, eastern deciduous forest. Uh, they, they won't crawl out of the swamp. But they will they'll certainly be along. Uh, I've collected them all, all coming out of trees that are bordering, for example, the Ohio River. Wow. What's the app again, Professor? I'm sorry? The, the app, app is called, oh, sorry. The app is called Cicada Safari. It's free. It's available both on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And uh, uh, it's a, a great thing to do with kids in particular. You've, uh, uh, it's fun to take people out in, in nature, and you have this app, and you see a cicada, you figure and become part of a scientific study. And ironically... Uh, periodical cicadas. They were crowdsourcing periodical cicadas back in the 1840s and 50s. Wow. Who knew? Thank you, Professor. I appreciate your time. Earlier I said true roots. I meant to say uh, tree roots. That's what they suck on. We'll take a break, come back, find out what Noel's got planned for us today here on WWL.